Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Elizabeth. And I am also Elizabeth, stuck in the middle of years of bitter ass famine. <laughs> that was definitely the best line from this uh, reading session, I gotta say. It's like they heard somebody over here was handing out asses, and they've known nothing but years of bitter ass famine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Every once in a while, Andrew Hussey has some gems of literary description. Yeah, I will say this for him. He's a very good wordsmith. I do think that was on display this, this reading session. Between that line and like all of the rap battles i don't know if i would call them that but the rap lines i guess from uh mostly dave but also somehow equius somehow equius 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 that was the equius exchange i have enjoyed most so far okay that's good I mean, like, it wasn't bad, except when Equius was kind of, like, getting off on things that Dave would say or do. Y- yes. Although, I feel like Dave was at least somewhat aware that that was happening. <sighs> Which also presents another set of problems. <laughs> I feel like maybe, Davithan, I'm, I'm concerned for you, Davidson, you're 13. Davidson, you're 13, and you still don't really have your sexuality figured out yet, and I just want to say Equius is, is not is not who to go to for that. You are 13 going on 14. <laughs> Why is this song a thing? <laughs> I was very amused when Dave was suddenly like, wait, wait a second. I don't think this is ironic. No, this can't oh, be. God. <laughs> he was just like, oh, actually, you're the worst. <laughs> I saw the part where Dave was just like emotionally detaching himself from the whole situation. And it was where Equius was rapping about lactation. I regret everything. Because he starts it, he starts it out like 
applauding it. He's like, man, this is so great. This Because Equus does not seem like the type of guy to be rapping, but then he's doing it really well. He's like, oh, yes. Hell yeah. Go on. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Get me out of here. I think, like, the one line he starts talking, he just starts talking about muscle beast pecs. Yeah. Dave, he just, it just looks like he was talking to somebody about Homestuck, and then they said Gamzee was their favorite character. (laughs) Ouch. But yes, he was just going about his business, and then he realized that this person he was talking to has at least three kinks he was not aware of before, and he is expressing them verbally to Dave, who believed up until a minute ago that he was witnessing some ironic rapping, and he is absolutely not. And Dave's like, oh god, how do I get myself out of this situation right now immediately because I'm dying? It had the same energy as when I was in college, and like I was talking to uh, some other people about like professors that we had, and um, one of them was like, oh yeah, I, I found out Professor Blank's kink. And I'm like, I don't want to know. And then they told me. <laughs> no! I don't want to know that when I when I look at his face every day. That's private. That's like the only person. Why do you know? <laughs> the only person. Wait a minute. Hold on. A, hold on a second. Hold on a second. How did they know? Oh, I remember. They found his Tumblr. <gasps> oh, God. I remember now. Oh, boy. The worst thing I've ever found out about a professor is that he uh, has a has a video on the internet of him, like, playing the ukulele and singing in Finnish. No, <laughs> that's, that's not the worst thing. The difference is, I did go to an art school where, like, a lot of my professors were previous comic book artists and, like, movie directors. And you went to a school where everyone's very quiet and has, like very specific niche interests. That's true. I will say, I don't know if if anyone listening has ever seen the videos of that guy in a cowboy hat who who talks about um like old Norse. He's pretty internet famous. I've seen his stuff just like around a lot. Yeah, he he teaches at at, at my old School? I say my old school, the the college I went to. The school you graduated from. Yeah, the school I graduated from twice. And he came into my linguistics club one time and talked about color, the words for color, colors in Old Norse. How the word blue doesn't didn't exist for a while. Um, no, that was Greek. Actually, in Old Norse, the um word we were talking about was the word for yellow. But y'all, he is just as like that as he is in his YouTube videos. I can attest that. I have realized. <laughs> I just want to say, also, his text tone was the high noon sound. It's high noon. I have to say I have learned something about the two of us today. What? Um, Our coping mechanisms when we're talking about Equius is to talk about anything that's not Equius. Especially not Homestuck <laughs> on our podcast where we're supposed to be talking about Homestuck. Listen, that's the only thing we can do when Equius is brought up, okay? If I swear to God, whenever we talk about something we don't want to talk about, we go off on some horrible tangent. I Listen, I can't blame us. This conversation started with us talking about... I, I don't even... Mm-hmm. Professor Ass Kinks. Wait, I didn't say the kink. 
It's that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. College is wild. College is wild. Anyway. You hear so much about ass kicks. Anyway, um, we had an unfortunate amount of both Equius and Gamzee in this. The Gamzee one at least ended off on, like, something that I really enjoyed. What? The Gamzee watching the video and being horrified with at the heresy? Elizabeth, I have a scenario for you. Y- yeah, yes. This is a scenario I have for okay. you. Okay. I want you to imagine right now you're, you're done recording the podcast. Uh-huh. You're going to go play Undertale after this uh, because you still haven't fucking beaten it. You're going to play this game that you're very excited about. Suddenly, uh, Papyrus Undertale is talking to you in the game and he talks about Catholicism as if it's like, uh, like a cover band. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he just starts talking about Catholicism like it's like just some entity in his world and it doesn't have anything to do with religion but like there is like a guy dressed up as a pope with like a two-necked guitar and he's like jamming up about your scriptures but like it feels very ironic is that heresy I'm going to be real with you that just sounds rad as hell <laughs> legit also you're talking as if like there is not music like that already you can find what could be construed as heresy in almost any band any group any artist who has ever created music did i tell you about the four years that my brother committed heresy you did yes we're doing it we're fucking doing again we're doing it again Listen, it's Gamzee as well as Equius. It's whenever we don't want to talk about something. When I'm editing episodes, we go off on these weird tangents, and it's always when we're supposed to be talking about something we don't want to talk about. That figures. I mean, can you blame us, though? Wouldn't you rather hear us talking about ass kinks than (laughs) Gamzee? I certainly would. I do think that it's very funny that Dave's like, oh yeah, man, you are the best troll. You're so ironic and stuff. And I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) Oh lord. (laughs) I just feel like Dave is doing his best and he's just in for a rude awakening about almost every troll. I don't know. Okay, we, we're going to talk about Dave a lot in the second half. Good. Because there's, like, something I know you wanted to address. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, push Dave under the rug because I'm sure bro has done to that a few times before. <laughs> um, he's totally used to it. <laughs> before, before I talk about Rose. Yeah. There was also something about the art today that you and I both noticed and commented on every time it came up. So, I I don't think this is Andrew Hussey's art. It doesn't look like it. It really doesn't. And again, the opinions past here, all completely subjective. Because, like, you know, that's- it's just fucking art. It's just subjective, yeah. The- the art that wasn't the sprite art, that was, like, the- the hatched lines, that was completely- it was, like, a completely different style, it very much unsettled me. Did not like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think it would have been fine if there weren't so many lines in it. Yeah. You know what? Like, it's, it, it was kind of like that lineless art, but it had, like, a lot of hatching. It was odd because um, this was the first 
I would I would say that this was the first art style that Homestuck has used that I haven't liked. You know, I've liked the the original art style for the most part. I've liked the slightly stylized or I guess very stylized lineless forms, which we learned today we learned was called hero mode. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which is fantastic, really. Utterly pointless. <laughs> Utterly pointless. I, I've really liked that. I've liked the style for some of the sound files, especially the last ones that make her pay. That was in a in a different style, and I liked that a lot. I even liked. I mean, I didn't mind, although I eh, um the the style, the pixelated style that they used for past Carcat Wake Up, and then that sort of carried over a little bit into this reading session. I didn't mind that, partly because like it would have been really hard to animate anything like that was a lot more complicated than that. I also think that was a really good bridge because we got all of those conversations in Cat Car Cat Wake Up and these conversations were kind of tangentially related to those, so it's kind of like a bridge from that. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that how the characters were the trolls were drawn in past Car Cat Wake Up during the conversations rather than the, the little pixelated sprites. Liked all of that, actually. And I think it's been used fairly well. This was the first art style where I was like, hmm, actually, no, no, I don't like this. This can stop now, please. There's a time and a place for an art style that is meant to unsettle you, but like, I don't think this is the the section to put it in. Yeah, I, it, there didn't really seem to be any point to it. This didn't seem to be a part of the story that was meant to unsettle you, which was just a shame because I was like, well, something like that could be used in that interesting way, but it isn't. And in this case, like, I was almost a little, you know, tempted to go and like, you know, go on the wiki and, like, figure out what the fuck this was. Like, was this, like, an art trade that Hussey did back in the day? But, like, also, at the same time, this is, like, a retrospective podcast. And I think if you're just coming in as an uninitiated reader, this isn't going to make any fucking sense to you. <laughs> so you kind of have to take it at that value, you know? Mm -hmm. None of us know what this is. And the fact that it's, is this adding to our experience? Is it D is it distracting our experience? I would say it's distracting, detracting from all of that. Partly because we have to take time right now to talk about it. Like, in no way does it ruin Homestuck for me, but it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, huh, I, I don't know why he did that. I don't know why this is here. Mm -hmm. it, it by no means made Homestuck unreadable for me, or even this section of the the comic unreadable for me it's just confusing you know and like there's no context for it and uh in a work when we're, we're coming back to it after it's done i i don't know what the solution to this is but there's got to be something right i mean i guess it's it's very simple i don't agree with the artistic choice that he's made here I don't think it makes sense i don't think that it was used well and that's it not much more to it than that. The one of the bunch I did like was the one page where, like, Jasper Schreit and Rose are, like, looking at each other in a profile. I think that one was, like, the 
the least uh, bad offender of that one. Yeah, that, that one was kind of cute. It was cute. Anyway, enough about talking about how we're drawing Rose. Let's talk about Rose. I would love to talk about Rose. So first off, magic isn't real. Mad- okay, yeah, well, yeah. Magic is fake. It's science. Well, Aridin didn't say that. Rose said that. And then Aridin was like, I didn't say that. He didn't correct her. <laughs> I'm fascinated by Rose. Because I, I wouldn't say she's my favorite character. Or even, like, one of my uh, super top favorite characters. But the thing about Rose is I don't necessarily like her a ton, but she's very interesting. In my opinion, she manages to be a character who is very drawn by destruction and power while, and this is the key part, while not playing into the trope of like. there, There's this trope of female characters being drawn into, overcome with the, this power. And you, you can see it in a lot of a lot of comics, actually, Marvel and and DC. It all has to do with like this female character wants power and she gives into this power and becomes too powerful and has to be destroyed. And I don't think that's necessarily what's happening here for a couple of reasons. One, the characters who are addressing this with Rose are also women, girls, Kanaya and Aradia mostly, Aradia in this. And I think that's very important, especially since these, the other characters are also powerful. We, we've talked about how Kanaya's protagonist material, and Eladia is literally a super powerful robot to, who, who has also sort of fallen into the same trap, but has not been destroyed. She's still around. So that conversation I thought was very interesting because we have these two sides of Aradia kind of losing it, but not really. I love like the next panel when she's just completely calm. She's like, oh, I failed to randomly explode. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. Which is also, which this was also good with Aradia exhibiting this very chaotic style of talking, all of this. She's trying to generate this randomness in a very um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of way with like, oh, if things are random enough, it'll work. And yet she's just sitting there not causing any, any trouble, really. And then Rose is being completely calm. And as she said, she's very scientific. She's very thorough. And she is causing so much destruction with black magic because of the whispers she's listening to. This is, this is fascinating. There's a lot going on with Rose right now. And a lot of it that we aren't exactly aware of yet. Yes. She's extremely mysterious, and it seems like she's been a little hardened by all of this experience she now has. Uh-huh. Like, she was always a little, like, colder than the rest of the kids and a little snarkier, but, like, this is a whole other level. Yeah, I I actually think that maybe we should go to the minigame now, because that's going to lead right into what I want to talk about with Dave. So after, you- I would like to wrap up that point about 
Rose and uh, link that to my to my conversation about Dave. You're not and allowed to take us to go. the mini game. Off we go. You're not allowed to take us to the mini game. Off to the mini game. Have I summoned you yet? So, like, I'm waiting for someone to come shove me in the closet, but it's not happening. <sighs> I do have, like, a bunch of cards here. I mean, like, I could play the mini game with you. Like, old times. Okay, here. I have an idea. I guess you can play that, that game with me because apparently Mystery Liz has just, like, given up because she knew that I was winning every single time. But I, I would love for you to do her accent. Um, that no can do. No, no can Aww. do. <laughs> you know me, I can't do any accent, uh, especially not Mystery Liz's. Oh, that's fair. Her accent is just so undefinable. Anyway, it's time for the, the weirdest part of the podcast. It's time for the mid-episode minigame. <laughs> Considering what this episode has been so far, are you sure you want to call it the weirdest part of the episode? Yes. Oh, okay, that's a high bar, though. I'm I'm ready to to play this game if you are, I guess, because I'm the only person here. Yeah, why not? Okay, so what? Like you have to draw a card? Uh, yeah, I I need a I need to draw a card uh randomly, and then you ask me a question and I answer it. Okay. Uh, first card is a uh, two of spades. Um. Okay, the two of spades. Tell me a fact about bronze blood. What the fuck? This is an easy question. <laughs> Tell me a fact about bronze bloods. They're very low blood. Yes. You got that card. What the fuck is up with this game, Elizabeth? This isn't. This is barely a mini game. Is it barely a mini game? Well, I, I maybe I just know many things about. About trolls. Um, no, like, these are just easy fucking questions. Well, well, let's see. Maybe this one will be hard. Maybe I won't get this one. How about the, the two of diamonds? Maybe I won't get this one. All right. Two of diamonds. Who holds the bunny kind specimus? Bunny, B-U-N-N-Y? Bunny, B-U-N-N-Y. Uh, let's see. May I ask a question? A clarifying question. Sure? I don't know how this game usually works. Have we seen the bunny kind specibus so far in Homestuck? I think we have. Okay. I think it was in, like, Act 2. It's not, like, something that happened in the future. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, okay, whether I should remember or whether I should just infer John? Uh, yeah, that that's right. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking bunny... Bunny, it must have been his, um... His little doll. Yeah, yeah, the, the special the special movie doll that Dave sent to him. Elizabeth, what's up with these questions? These are so easy. Well, I did get two twos in a row, to be fair. Uh, how about this one? A five of spades. Okay. Can you tell me a fact about teal bloods? I'm trying to figure out if this counts. Probably wouldn't. They're high mid bloods. Yeah, 
Yeah, ter- yeah, Terezi's one, so Yeah. You know, just under just under actual blue bloods like uh Riska and Equius. Yeah, yeah. Hey Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Is this minigame like a front for something? Uh, what are I talking about? Like, these questions are super easy and you've gotten pretty much all of them. Yeah, because I know a lot about the trolls. No, because these are, like, super, like, dumb, easy questions. What are you saying? I don't know, but I'm just glad I didn't get shoved in a closet today. I think that means the minigame's over. Yeah, I guess so. Wonder where, wonder where Mystery Liz is. Maybe, uh... I wonder what that was all about. Yeah, who knows? Oh, right. Are we back? Can I talk about my 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 psychological analysis of the of the human kids? No. Through their sprites, yes, I can, and I will, and I'm going to. Okay, fine. I'm not going to say anything. Um, you can you can just respond to my very good analysis. Uh huh. So we were talking a little before the mini game about Rose and, and Jasper sprite, and also about uh, how Rose has changed. Uh, since the beginning of the story, um, and how she was always, like, a little colder than the other kids. And I'm very interested because Rose has always seemed a little distant. And uh, that that does come from sort of her upbringing in all of these, these games and one-ups she was always trying to get with her mom. So there is that. But what I want to contrast her in this with is... Dave, because I was thinking about the psychological implications of Dave's sprite being Dave. Because I'm I'm comparing this to specifically John and Rose, because we saw all three of those sprites today. Presumably Jade does not yet have a sprite since she isn't in the game yet. I mentioned this to my roommate who I occasionally talk to about Homestuck. He knows nothing about Homestuck. And he was still very upset that Jade wasn't Oh, in. he should be a guest! <laughs> he should. Uh, he has one Homestuck opinion. No, wait, he has two Homestuck opinions. One is that Dave Carcat is a singular person, and he, he is bound and determined that this is true, and nothing I can say will dissuade him from it. John Carcat is a real person. Yes, but he insists that Dave Carcat is a singular person. Also, his other homestuck opinion is that it is better than Ender's game. I mean, anything is, right? Ooh, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At least the creator isn't a huge homophobe. Where did I start? Yes, right, okay. The sprites. John's sprite is his grandmother. Clearly, like, a caring figure. I mean, like, you know, she's kind of weird and keeps pranking him and stuff, but also she's caring. He trusts her, and she gives him, like, good advice. Rose's sprite is Jasper's, her cat. Uh, something, like, she cares about something or someone um, who she thinks of fondly, who she seems to kind of trust, and who, who loves her. Who said as much this reading session, like, oh, Rose, I love you. And who Rose at least loved if... It seems uncertain whether she still loves him. And then there's Dave, whose sprite is himself. 
Because if you'll remember, which I'm sure you do because you've read Homestuck before, but I'm on a roll. (laughs) This was not the original prototyping of the sprite. The original prototyping was with Cal, and that was like in a bad timeline. The prototyping of the sprite with Cal led to destruction. And Cal would be the equivalent of John's Nana or Rose's cat, this figure from their childhood that was sort of like close to them, though not their primary caretaker. But whereas the prototyping of these, of the sprite with these figures for John and Rose was ultimately positive, the prototyping of that figure for Dave would have been destructive. And so instead, his mentor figure is the only person he can trust, which is himself. I mean, yeah. 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 He he doesn't have a parental figure that he had any sort of, like, I mean, clearly, uh, uh, John and his dad had a pretty, like, loving and supportive relationship. Rose and her mom, not so much, but at least, like, they seemed to understand each other, and they were almost, like, kind of on equal footing, and it doesn't seem like Rose's mom mistreated her. Dave, on the other hand, was definitely mistreated by Bro, and he, he knows it. He, he said as much, I think, in something we read this session. Can I say one thing really quick that I didn't want to say? Yes, please. Would you say that Dave Sprite is the only person he could trust, which is himself, but as a bird furry? I knew you were going to say something like that, and I hate it. Okay, no, though, like... Kaka, motherfucker. In, like, literal, like, guardian angel form. He is his own guardian angel. What did, what did Terezi's comic say? say? Shh, only dreams now? <laughs> yeah, shh, only dreams now. I want to just have it on the record that Caw Caw Motherfucker is a Homestuck line. Yeah, it's a Homestuck line, people. Like, don't try to say it's some Marvel thing. Whatever. It's Homestuck. We've solved the whole thing, and we're right. You're all Homestucks now. Yep. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's still going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking back and I think it was his, in his conversation with Gamzy where he talked about Bro. No, it was with Equius because Equius was talking about his guardian making him strong. Oh yeah. Fuck. Right. Equius. Equius. Every single time. Okay, I have to scroll back through the pages of the blinking clown blasphemy or whatever. I did like Dave's rapping, by the way. That was pretty good. Also, just like, he's just like, hold up a second. <laughs> I, I would have said, like, I gotta King Arthur this shit, but that is not what Andrew Hussey said. Oh yeah, here, the adult human who trained you and taught you the ways of being strong. Remember? And Dave says, you mean the guy who spent years beating my ass down with a puppet? Yeah, I remember. You know, he didn't like it. No, like, I I think that's the first time that Dave has straight up said, like, yeah, bro sucks. 
and he was awful to me. Good job, Dave. Right? I'm like the the next page or something. He he says something. Uh, not the next page, but when he's talking to Dave Sprite again, he they talk about bro a little bit because they don't know where he is. When they're talking to each other, Dave and Dave Sprite, see if I can catch up with Flo, maybe, elusive bastard. Like, oh yeah, where do you think he is? Ah, I completely lost track of him. The dude is fucking inscrutable, we both know that. Yeah, okay, good luck with that. Tweeting it as totally normal again. Like, it's just sad the only one Dave can, like, really trust to watch his back is himself. But not present Dave, Dave from the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I think I think Terezi might be onto something when Yeah. When she's comparing when she's fucking like psychoanalyzing you and Carcat are foils. Basically. <laughs> she she points at Carcat and Dave and goes, I assign you foils. <laughs> As is her right. And she's also correct. Like, okay, okay, I, I kind of want to talk about Terezi and Dave real quick. Yeah, 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 go, go, yes. There's this one point where, like, Terezi is psychoanalyzing Dave about him being Car- And he, he does not want to hear that he's exactly like Carcat, because- No. <laughs> I mean, nobody does. Who would? <laughs> where Terezi's, like, talking about, like, oh, you know, uh, he became accepts with himself as an elusive adversary, rather than just being himself in the moment and realizing who he was supposed to be. And then Dave goes, wow, what does that have to do with me? And- <laughs> oh, buddy. Dave. Who? It's just like, the this whole thing, not just this conversation, but it keeps being like, holding a mirror up to Dave and being like, this is you, and Dave going, ha no, that's some other asshole. I just have to fucking congratulate Dave. Hmm. Being the only person in any piece of literature who, like, got some information told to him and then was like, I'm gonna double check this. Hey, Terezi, are you flirting with me? <laughs> right, like, he was straight up like that, and Terezi was like, Oh, that doesn't make any fun. But like, honestly, good for you, Dave. He was just like, yeah, I can't tell, so I'm going to ask her. Normalize asking people if they're flirting with you. Like, it shouldn't ruin the mystery or whatever to know. You should just be able to ask and get an answer. And then if the other person is flirting with you and you want to flirt with them back, then you just, then you can do it. Yeah, and then you're on you're on equal footing. Right, right. And if not, then it's like, oh, well, let's clear this up. I'm not flirting with you, so you can you can say whatever you want, but you need to know that. Dave, I this was primary Dave content. It was fantastic Dave content in every way. We got raps. We got admissions of psychological trauma. We got foils. We got Terezi. It's like, we got it all. Furries. We got bird furries, man. This is great. I've missed, I've missed good Dave content. I'm this sorry. This is good Dave content. I, I don't mean to tear you away from Dave. We did get Nana Sprite content. I'm not really going to talk about it, but I did think that was a, a pretty funny exchange. <gasps> okay, wait. There's one exchange I kind of want to talk about real quick. Please, please. Because you were very tickled by this. 
when Aridin was like, can you- Aridin, first off, was flirting with Rose. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Rose was able to tell that this was part of the alien flirting, went, no thanks, and then when he was like, oh, well, can you teach me some of your science? And she's like, sure, here's your first lesson. She just blows up his fucking computer. Oh, yes, of course. This is your first lesson. Aridin's computer exploded. <laughs> Good for her. Between that exchange and when Aradia left and she's like, no, you were the only interesting one. What a fucking <laughs> lesbian power move. You are so right. Also, man, I feel like Aridin would be so mad. So, I mean, I know that Aradia is technically sort of a high blood now because like her robot body has blue blood in it, I guess. But she was originally a very, very low blood, and Aridin's, you know, like, the highest blood possible, or whatever. Second highest. Yeah, yeah. But Rose being like, yeah, buddy, I don't care about you, and I don't want to flirt with you, and I also, I'm going to blow up your computer. And then Aradia talks to her, and is being completely random and weird, and Rose is like, wait, no, don't go, I want to talk to you more, you're interesting. Did I ever tell you the big phantom joke with Aridim? No. Is that he's not forever alone, but he's forever alone. <laughs> oh my god. It turns into a W in the middle there. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. It's the worst. So, okay, so Lowe's talked to Aridin. Rose talked to Aradia, loved that conversation, and Rose talked to Nepeta, who just wanted to talk to her cat. As someone with a cat, I understand. Yeah. And I love Rose was like, oh, I don't need my laptop anymore. Here, Jasper Sprite, you can have it so you can talk to Nepeta. <laughs> Every single kid had an interaction. Well, except for Jade, because like, fuck Jade. Like, what's, what the, what the even hell is she doing? Sleeping? Get off your ass. She's probably dreaming about something adorable. No, she's dead. Fuck off. No! She's dead in her dreams. But everyone is, so it's fine. It's fine. Well, not all the kids are. All of the trolls are. Yeah. All of the kids had their, like, farewells to their, like, sprites. Yeah. And it, it had, like, a very different energy with Nana and Jasper than it did with Dave Sprite. I know I'm bringing it back to Dave Sprite, but, like, come on. It just had, like, a very different energy. And, like, the, the energy for Dave's was way sadder. Because, like, like John, obviously, like, that's his grandma, and he wants to talk to her, and all that shit. But, like, it was, it, it did not read as sad as Dave's. Rose, like, she couldn't, like, you know, if she talks to her cat again, that's fine. She lost that cat a while back, and it's a cat, it's not like her grandma. The thing is, it becomes even sadder if you think about it. Because Dave's sprite was made from a future actual Dave from a timeline that no longer exists. He is saying goodbye to himself, trusting the sprite to defend him, which, by the way, I'm not over that last panel that we read on page 2840. Like, that was really great. Caca, motherfuckers. Really great. Um, the art. Oh, that's him but a version of him that no longer exists it's this is the dave who specifically came back from this future from a doomed timeline to save john's life to and also to to merge himself with the to pro prototype himself with the the sprite with himself so 
that it wouldn't get prototyped with Cal so he can actually help Dave. There's just like one more thing about this that I want to leave you off on. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of tangentially with that. So like when he was talking with Terezi about, you know, himself and his own fucking self-image, Terezi was like really pushing the idea that, you know, like he'll get to be the hero, you know, at some point, you know, one day he will be the hero and it'll be great. And Dave was not stoked about it. No. Like, I think that's the fundamental difference between Dave and Carcat is that, like, if you told Carcat that, Carcat would just be like, hell yeah, about time. Right, that Carcats, I mean, they have different sort of coping mechanisms, I guess. I'm just emotional now. They both were not really cared for, and they both were sort of constantly in, in danger growing up Karkat because of his blood color and Dave because of just, like, his living situation with bro. And they've compensated in different ways, Karkat by, like, building himself up and making himself a leader and persuading himself that he's gonna be this hero, that he can lead everyone, that he'll- that everyone will respect him and he'll be able to fix everything while he's fighting this losing battle to save the universe. And then there's Dave, who just sort of, I mean, he's doing his best, but he doesn't have those kinds of aspirations. I don't know exactly what Dave thinks of himself. It's, it's even unclear of how much Dave is doing that Dave is, like, consciously putting into motion, because it's either advice taken from Terezi or Dave Sprite. Yeah, as much as John seems more gullible and easier to manipulate, Dave has a lot less agency than John does, and definitely way less agency than Rose does, I would say, which is just kind of sad, and I hope I hope he'll, you know, develop in a way that he'll he, that he'll get some of that agency and make his his own decisions, I guess. Would you say that Dave has the exact same amount of narrative agency as Black Widow has in any Avengers movie? Oof. Oh boy. That's just a hell of a comparison, and I don't think I want to think through it. So that you don't have to think through it, I think that's going to be all of the homesick we have for today. Today we read through pages 2,793 through 2,840. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com. The accessible versions are on our Tumblr at lookhousesane.tumblr.com if you need the audiobook or the version with image descriptions. Also there and goddamn everywhere else is the transcriptions Elizabeth writes to this episode and every episode where she has to transcribe really weird things I say, such as Bangus. <laughs> that's that's all you got for today, huh? And we also have a Twitter, which is at how underscore sane. That's where you can contact us. Where we have a bunch of polls about uncle stereotypes, where 50% of you heard about the uncle stereotypes, and then it was mixed for people who didn't. Only I think only one voter actually has uh, or knows an uncle in their life that actually carries that stereotype. Interesting. Sorry to you. <laughs> Our music. Yes. Is done. Bye.
by an uncle. Mm, no. Congratulations, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my gosh. John Michael does our music, and he's now an uncle. Congratulations. Wow, I had a kid without realizing it. Elizabeth is not pregnant and is not adopting. No. <gasps> that was what we call a ruse. <laughs> it, it sure was. Um, please go wait and review us on iTunes. We are just trying to keep hope alive for you and for us in these dark and dismal times. When we're all homestuck. <sighs> Even my mom made that joke. My mother my mother, who has not listened to a single episode of this podcast, thank goodness gracious, and I I told her that I'd be live streaming, and she was like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know the joke you could make? And I was like, oh no. Oh no, mother, everyone's made that joke already. <laughs> Bless her soul. Anyway, Vriska did nothing wrong. No, 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 back up, back up. You have to say the whole thing. And remember, everyone... Thank you. Until next time. Uh-huh. Friska did nothing wrong. Except maybe manipulate Dave into falling asleep, where he would be in danger of getting attacked by a bunch of giant ogres, but it's fine because he has Dave's twice to defend him. Bye, everyone! Bye!